Thank you for tuning in to the Music Lovers Podcast, where we explore all types of music, reminiscing on the old jams, and putting you on to what's new. We are your hosts, Megan, Ashley, and Kalila, and we want to know, do you speak music? Lovers Podcast. We are your hosts, Kalila, Ashley, and Megan. It's been a rough couple of weeks, y'all. How you holding up? Have you want to go? It has been rough. Um, I, ooh, where do I even begin? I don't have, you know, black sons, but I really, really empathize with um, women who do. and But I have a Black husband. Like, you know, I have Black uncles. I have Black men who are my cousins and friends that I value. And so I know nobody is living under a rock and everybody is aware of everything that the African-American community is kind of dealing with right now. So It has been tough. And I think for me, one of the harder things is that I'm not really able to turn off social media Mm -hmm. because of work. And that's been hard. So, I, you know, when things are happening around the world, I try to encourage other people, you know, to turn off the news or like turn off the Internet. I'm like, get away, delete the apps, you know, do what you can to protect your mental health. And I haven't been able to do that. So that has definitely been hard. I would say that one of the ways that I have been able to kind of cope is by creating a playlist. So I created um, a music playlist just to try to give me some sort of escape from everything that's happening and not because I don't want to be involved, but because it's a lot, you know, it's a lot on us mentally. We, you know, the both of you have black men who are your fathers. Like you have a brother and it's just like so much happening all at once. And so for me, I've just been able to listen to a lot of music, some old, some new. I've kind of incorporated um, like Lupe Fiasco and Common. And uh, one of, I told you guys, one of my favorite freedom songs is um, Donnie Hathaway, Someday We'll All Be Free. And yeah. And I don't necessarily know the the right way or I don't think I have all of the answers, but I think that one little way that I can try to give myself some sort of mental break, you know, in this fight, in this struggle, is to just listen to some music that will help kind of further our mission, you know, is just to get justice and to get some equality because we've been waiting 400 years. We still ain't got it. Uh, <laughs> and truth is, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I think... We ain't got no options. No. I think, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I think for me, um, I have been able to kind of turn off social media after everything, like the weekend where it was like really bad, everything was just very mm-hmm. heavy on social media. And of course, you know, you want to stay, you want to stay aware and you want to stay um, 
just knowledgeable of that about everything that's happening, but also like Cleveland said, I got a black brother, I have a black dad, and uh, I have black cousins. All of us, really. I mean, it's not just black men, it's black women. It's, it, it, and it's heavy, and you're thinking about it all the time, and you're seeing, like, your your timelines are being flooded with it, and you turn on the TV, and it's being, you're being flooded with it. So sometimes, like, you just, I just I just have to turn it off, and, and like you said, protect your mental health, because we're still in the middle of a pandemic, so it's still things, you got residual stuff going on from that, and then you got... Mm-hmm. Or are you not, if you're not worried about, you know, contracting the virus, then you're worried about just going outside one day um, to go get some gas or something and, and, yeah. and, you know, I don't know, harass or whatever. You're just worried about your life in, in all these different ways. So sometimes you just got to turn it off. And and that's what I've been able to do. Just, and then again, listen to the music, not even, maybe not even like freedom music or whatever, just, just music that just keeps yeah. it you know, stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I've been dealing with it. I I guess doing the best I can, you know, doing the best we all can. And then just, you know, surrounding, surrounding myself with just love. Uh, Because, you know, uh, all this, out of all this stuff, love isn't canceled. And we still have all these people in our lives. Love from y'all, love from family, love from friends, like, you know, love conquers all. Um, you know, this is super churchy, but um, <laughs> 18 says perfect love cast out fear, so you just gotta, you know, surround yourself with y'all. More. Need some scripture, ain't I wrong with that? That's I was gonna good. say, don't apologize now. We are not ashamed, we are not. And you, y'all, if y'all know us, y'all know we grew up in the church, so it's gonna ooze out anytime, <laughs> anywhere. So, so yeah, I just been doing that. What about you, Ashley? How you been uh, dealing with everything? Um, I I haven't stepped away from social media. I can't even lie. I think the hardest thing has been trying not to argue with people on social media because one of my pet peeves, I hate when people just repost things and don't look into it or don't like people have been reposting so many articles that came out in like 2016. Or 2017, like just old information and getting people riled up over things that have already been resolved or things that have already happened. Um, so that's been difficult. Like, I, I really be trying not to call people out, like, yeah. and then to the division on social media and people just arguing over trivial things. And I'm just like, we have bigger fish to fry, honestly. So um, since I haven't really stepped away from social media, and I need to, I'm going to work on that this week. I just been trying to like post positivity and post um, accurate information, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, um, just to kind of help push the cause along, I guess. So doing what I can in a small way, but yeah. I am going to step back from social media because it's it's a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's, of course, it's what you can handle, but you know, you, you know you. Uh, Work has been keeping me distracted too. So I'm actually grateful that I'm back at work now because at least eight for eight hours a day I'm not thinking about all the heaviness around us so yeah yeah, yeah. well I kind of talked a little bit about the type of music that I had been listening to throughout the last week the last two weeks so kind of tell me what you guys have had in rotation or if there's something you had on repeat anything new that you've been listening to maybe to help with the distractions and kind of get your mind off of things a little bit. So I've been listening to the Insecure Season 4 soundtrack. 
because I just trust Issa Rae and her musical mind. Like every show she puts out, every anything she puts out, the soundtrack is always just fire. Yeah. So I've been listening to Insecure for soundtrack. Um, and I also went back and listened to, I've been listening to um, Good Girl Gone Bad by Rihanna because it came out 13 years ago in May. Like May thirty first, two thousand seven, or something like that. And so, I would get old. Somebody posted about the anniversary of it, and that's when I was like, "Ooh, I'm like, let me go listen to this album again." And I forgot how good it was. That was a good album. Like Rihanna has put out consistent work, so that's true. That's what I've been listening to. Oh. I know where I'm like 2007. Oh man, and I swear, something you, you hear 2007 and you'd be like, Oh, that was like five years ago. You're like, mm, No, <laughs> it wasn't. <Perfect. laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've been listening to, I've been listening to some John Coltrane, I've been listening to the Maverick City of Steel, just in heavy rotation. And I've been listening. I need to get with the program. Please. It's, I mean, it, just the first three songs, even though, I don't even know if I should say this. The second song, I love what it's saying. I don't know if I necessarily can appreciate, the, not appreciate. I don't know if I like the vocal performance on it, but you know, that's just <laughs> my personal opinion. Um, Somebody's <laughs> a little shady today. Uh, yeah, so, but it's, it's, for the, it's for the king and the, the message is there. <laughs> Wow, Megan. I know, I, I know. I mean, but that's the Lord's work. Honestly, <laughs> that's policy. <laughs> and then I've also been listening to what have I been listening to? They have a, a of course, you know, everybody has a black playlist now <laughs> because right. of everything that's going on. But they have a black plow, black power playlist, and it's music from like 1967 to 1975 on Spotify. So mm-hmm. I've been listening to that. Yeah, I've been listening to And it's not all Black Panther, you know, stuff like that. It's just right. our music, like good music from 1967 to 1975. So I've been playing okay. Midnight of Georgia is one of my jams, so I've been playing. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's cool that most music platforms have put out um, Black playlists Cause I know Spotify had that one, and then Apple had um, a Black Music Month playlist. I think Title they did producers like they had different playlists by different Black producers last week, mm-hmm. and then this week they have playlists by different songwriters. So they have like a Smokey Robinson playlist, songs written by Stevie Wonder playlist, John to Austin Neo. So I like that. I think that's good. I do think that a lot of times we are place in the room for our talent and not necessarily place in the room or at the tables in the music industry for our decision-making skills. So mm-hmm. it's always good to see, and sorry that it had to take for us to lose more lives, you know, but it is still good to see um, these platforms and to see these brands pay attention. And I don't mean just a black square on Instagram or we stand with you graphic. <laughs> show me, show me music industry. Show me who's on your exec board. Show me what your staff looks like. You know, not just black interns, but I want to see right. black A and R, black, you know, producers and, and executives. So 
I won't get on my rant. I know we have a lot to talk about. We do. It's interesting, though, that you say that because, um, you know, I've, we watched a couple panels. Well, we watched the one panel about, you know, black women in A&R. And then I watched one. Yeah, it was really good. And I watched one yesterday with black execs. So they were in A&R and I think Mm. there was a few other things. So this isn't really music news, but it kind of is. It's kind of history, just which is our episode today is kind of historically based anyway. But I, I was watching a panel about Black execs, and it was interesting because he was talking about, um, for a very long time, Motown basically owned Black music, like distribution, mm-hmm. who was putting it out, all this stuff. So once people were seeing how much Black music was making, then, you know, the white execs or white companies wanted to have a black music division but because yeah right but they didn't call it that initially right so yeah they didn't call it that initially so what they they it was a black music division but he said what was funny is that since the radios controlled the airplay and stuff they wouldn't play black music unless it came from like a black if, if a white exec brought them black music, they like, I'm not playing it because it's not coming from a black person. So they would hire black people to bring like black music to radio stations in North mm-hmm. Carolina. I guess like black radio stations. That's sounds, kind of like, like, sounds a lot like Chuck Berry a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It reminds me of Cadillac Records. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was... <laughs> You said what? When they were trying to get the, <laughs> to mm-hmm. put the white guys on the cover of the album. <laughs> yeah. Or that that and, and Dream Girls. Got me. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. I mean, but it's recurring, but it, it happened and it's, you know, if it yeah. The black, if it's a black movie talking about black music back then, it's something that needs to be addressed because it happened time and time again. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, since we're talking about it, um, our episode for today, one, I know we said we were going to talk about our top 10 favorite vocalists and we will, but we cannot be a podcast about black music in the middle of black music month. Mm-hmm. In the month where Juneteenth occurs, and not talk about Juneteenth, for sure. or talk about the music throughout history that has either declared our Black pride, that has told people about our freedom, that mm-hmm. has you know just told our stories, told things about what's actually happening in the Black community. Like we can't, we can't be a, a Black music podcast and not talk about things like that. So. And disclaimer, we are by no means a political podcast, but there's a quote from Godfather of Harlem, and they said, you cannot be basically a Black... No, the the quote is, you're Black in America. You have no choice but to be political or something like that. So, I mean... I wholeheartedly agree. (laughs) So, you feel like besides all of that, like, at the base of us, we're black women. Like we can't be black women and not talk about our history and talk about Juneteenth. We just, I can't do it. Absolutely not. So here's a little history for those who don't know exactly what Juneteenth is. So as we all know, everybody talks about the Emancipation Proclamation. Civil War ended in April of 1865 and all the slaves were supposed to be free. Unfortunately, there were slaves in Texas who did not get the, they didn't get the the horse on the carriage, the the letter, they didn't get 
They didn't get the message in the bottle because it was snail mail. They didn't get snail mail. Whatever it was, they didn't get it until right until June nineteenth of eighteen sixty five. So that is officially that is our Freedom Day. That is our Independence Day, June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five, and um, I mean, I think. It's, it was more, it's always been celebrated in Texas, of course, because that's where, you know, it's, it occurred. But right. I think within the past few years, it's gotten more and more recognition because mm-hmm. I, I heard about it because my mom has always instilled, you know, Black pride and Blackness and Black history into our upbringing. So I knew about it, but it hasn't always been talked about. So, you know, freedom, that's our official day of freedom, but we all know we've been fighting for it every day since. And the music that has been made from Black people has been talking about how we want that freedom, how, you know, we deserve it and all this good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, do you guys have, besides, you know, clearly your freedom song, do y'all, what are some songs from the past that really strike a chord with you or that stick out the most for you? Girl, let me tell you something. I don't know why, but when I was younger, and you know, you always had the Black History Month assembly. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why, even as a little girl, any Negro spiritual or like movies about slavery, I was like obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, uh, the other day, Amazon Prime. So for those of you who have Amazon Prime, Just Mercy can be rented for free. And I believe there are other films as well, uh, other pieces of work that you're able to rent for free. And I can appreciate that. And so the other day I was watching Just Mercy and my mom made a comment and she's like, oh, this must be, you know, this must be another civil rights movie or this must be something about the slaves. You know, Kalila always want to watch something about slaves. <laughs> and, it's, and I laugh, but it's true. Even, you know, my, my mom knows at, as a little girl, I would watch, do y'all remember Selma Lord Selma? Yeah. Journey yeah. Smollett. When I tell you, I had to watch that over and over and over again. So even as a little girl, like any Negro spirituals, well, we say Negro spirituals, but, you know, any any of the songs that told our story that were messages to one another, I have (laughs) just always been so fascinated by them. And speaking of Juneteenth, I also want to point out today I was reading on Twitter that Twitter and Square are making Juneteenth company-wide holidays. Oh, nice. Do they get the day <laughs> I was like, well, look at that. Wow. You know, so while people are upset about us using our voice or upset at our generation and the generation after us. So millennials and Gen Z, you know, mm-hmm. are upset with us for the way that things have happened, but we got, we got attention and slowly but surely it looks like some action is happening. I was going to say there's progress being made. So oh, yeah, for sure. People are. Definitely. Yeah. So the songs, you know, like Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, even as a little girl, I used to be sobbing like, that's my jam. <laughs> 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 
Okay. Let's see that song and not sing the the, the fight temptations. Fight temptations. <laughs> oh, that is not my favorite uh virgin, but yeah, we. I was about to say they ruined it for us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I mean, even earlier, you know, just talking about how I created this playlist, I've just really been listening to um, a lot of Billie Holiday and just thinking about how so many black women who had musical talents were not given the opportunity to perform at you know the national halls in dc or Mm -hmm. thinking about marian anderson and how she was able to sing on the steps in front of you know the lincoln memorial which was a big deal and yeah just there's so much that we have attributed to music and we've really driven music for but I feel like even before 1619 you know when we were taken and brought here by force not by choice we still kept music as a way to communicate and you know keep those secrets and keep those rituals and those traditions amongst ourselves and so that's what I love so much even about I don't listen to it as often as most of my peers but that's another thing I love about rap music like it's still our language Mm -hmm. it's our way of you know communicating our struggle our triumphs things that you know our highs and lows and and we understand that it's like our secret code about you oh my goodness (laughs) what about you Ashley (laughs) what songs in particular kind of you know strike a chord or just are super memorable for you Man, I'll never forget the first time I heard Four Women by Nina Simone and like really understood it. Mm -hmm. I wept, just like wept. Um, Just, I don't know, Nina Simone had a way of just like emoting that you just felt the pain in every word. But yeah, so Four Women is one song that will always just hold a special place in my heart. Cause I, that just song, that song is so raw about the trials and tribulations of the black woman. Period. That song, and then I love "Young, Gifted, and Black" by Donnie Hathaway. That song encourages me. Um, you know what other song? <laughs> Y'all probably gonna laugh at me. Y'all know, ain't no stopping us now. Y'all go to the girl, girl, girl song. <laughs> <laughs> that thing gets me hyped up. I don't know why, but. Something about that song makes me so happy and like did they play like, that? And I could be wrong. Did somebody play that at like one of the rallies when uh at the time Senator Obama was running for presidency? Probably. I think like that was one of the songs. So he had the, like a playlist that he would play. Yeah. Uh, his rallies and speeches. Cause I know that I think that song, I know Science Still Deliver, he played oh, all the time. Oh yeah. Al Green, so I think that was on the playlist. Well, I mean, Ain't No Stopping Us Now was my kindergarten graduation song. So every oh. year, I just it, it brings me back to Force Foster Montessori Academy class yeah. of '97. Um, so <laughs> and you know, the, and they they played it on the little piano. That was a song that we walked into that's and cute. stuff like that. So that that's one of the songs that definitely. <laughs> I don't even I, remember kindergarten. Graduation. I was about to ask, Kalila, do you remember your kindergarten song? No, I remember I, mine. So yeah, so that that's one of the songs. Um, but what's another song? A change is gonna come is one that yes. really sticks in my brain. And one is because 
when you actually listen to the music, it's like it's a song kind of it's a song of of hope because it's declaring that a change is gonna come, but it's also again just bringing light to what was actually going on in the Jim Crow South. Mm-hmm. Even by I read I read somewhere I believe that, or I think maybe it was um on the the documentary the two killings of sam cook on netflix but they said that they took out the second verse of that song where he was like um you know i went to the movie i go to go downtown um, yeah they keep on telling me don't you hang around you know or i went to my brother and i said brother help me please they keep knocking me back down on my knees like they didn't have that in the song like they took it out when they because it was too telling of everything that was going on which is kind of crazy but then what what actually made me aware of that song was the sing-off, Afro Blue. They did it. They did an acapella version of it. So this the sing-off came, I think it was like maybe 2010, 2011 or something like that. And they did it so well, but that was the, the first time that it, it was kind of brought to light. And it's, I mean, even though the song initially came out in 1964, it still resonates. Sadly, it's still yeah. a song that, can be applied to everything that's going on today. So, I mean, that's, that's an Afro blue. Yes. Can we talk about Afro blue? Yeah. And how amazing. Oh my goodness. We'll have a, you know, we'll talk about jazz and all that stuff. I was going to say, we, we might have to have a whole acapella group episode because. Oh yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. We cannot, we cannot exclude take, take six. Absolutely. No. Yeah. No, we cannot. But yeah, the sing-off, they, I mean, Af- I'm sorry, Afro blue, they, Every, I mean, every week they blew you away with just mm-hmm. how great they were. I'm, I'm like in college again. I just think about kind of where I was in college in terms of singing and stuff like that, and they just you know blew me away. But yeah, that was just really one of the songs that sticks out the most. And then another one, um, of course, Strange Fruit. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, strange. Did you see Jay I, I don't have a box of tissue nearby, so I just I'm yeah. Like, did y'all see Jay Nova's version? Yeah, yeah. I saw. I did it. You guys need to send it to me. I will. It's gonna get your tissues, please. Yeah, and this and that's another one that I mean. Man. She recorded it in Billy Holiday recorded that in 1939. Here we are in 2020. And while it's a different version of what's going on, it's still going on. It's, I mean, it's, it's sad. To me, it's a still, it's still a public mm-hmm. thing without the news, without the tree. You it's know, just a different message. Still, yeah. We're yeah. still under the chokehold, so to speak, you know, still trying to break chains. Yeah. Right. You know, so, yeah, send that to me. I want to listen to it. Yeah, but that's that's another one. I mean, those are kind of the ones that stick out in terms of just how it's sad that they still apply. Yeah. Well, of course, there are there are other songs that you know kind of give you hope and and mm-hmm. uplift you. So, what are there any songs for y'all that like kind of put you in a a mindset of hope or or not? I mean, hope or pride, or get you to be like, all right, let's go do something, call, like, call right. what are some songs like that for y'all? That's a great question. I would say I have really been loving, and not because of what's happening with um, Breonna Taylor, Amal Arbery, George Floyd, but 
just even prior to that, I really started listening to um, Black by ASAP Ferg. And I don't even listen to ASAP Ferg, but I just love, I love the track. I love the beat. I love the way that it was made. And so that song really just the last, you know, few days, it's got me hype. I'm like, yeah, I'm Black. Black, black be black. I'm black. so black. I'm black, and I got these braids in my hair. Yes, black. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ash? Oh, that's good. Um, so I'll I'll do an older song and a newer song. So "Higher Ground" by Stevie Wonder. That's a song that I don't know. It makes me proud. It gets me like pumped. Like teachers keep on teaching, preachers keep on preaching. Like it encourages you to keep going until till we reach our higher ground. Like, that's it. Like, I'm going to add that to my playlist. Yes. Like, that's it. just makes me think, like, the fight will continue. We not letting up. And y'all just going to have to deal. And y'all know, I got to shout out my girl Beyonce, Freedom. I've been playing that. Because <laughs> that song, and I, I've been watching, I've been playing the live version where her and Kendrick did it at the BET Awards. Very powerful. Listen. That that was it was just it. Everything about that was so black and raw and just I don't know. I feel like they both just got some stuff off their chest during that performance. So I love that that live version with her and Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I think a song that kind of well, I don't I don't know if it's really a call to action, but Black America again by Common. If you mm-hmm. want to hear. Lord, want to hear what is going on? Right. Just take a moment. Right. What a man! Right. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble, y'all. Personal <laughs> calls for the man that is coming. <laughs> in the words of Khalila, God took his time. Um, didn't he? Didn't he? <laughs> and then put him in Chicago. So he just yeah. like sprinkled some just gold excellence on top of it, like yeah. Uh, Time out, time out. I'm married. I that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're married, you ain't blind. <laughs> I ain't blind. Jacob don't hate me. You'll be all right. Um, we love you, Jacob. So, but for Black America, again, if you want to hear what's going on in the Black community, if you want to hear about it, if, if for anybody who is confused, um, all you have to do is listen to that song. And mm-hmm. I'm about to, Honestly, in verse one and verse two, I'm just about to go through all the things that he talks about. Just in that song, he talks about um, police brutality, slavery, um, stealing land, um, the mental state of black mothers, mass incarceration, pay disparity, dirty water, um, lack of diversity in the media. That's all in just the first verse. I mean, if you, like I said, if you're confused about what's going on in the black community, about the things like injustices going on in the black community. Listen. Even the second verse, colorism, um, how people are like listening to our music, but not giving us the credit for it. Gentrification, mental health, education, politics, all this stuff, again, in two verses. One song that can just tell you everything that's going on and all the, the injustices that are happening in the Black community. So that's one song that's just like, it's a call to action mm-hmm. and it's just like a way to for education. So I mean like there's no way that you can listen to that song and not understand what's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but one song that kind of, that gives me pride and, and uh, two songs kind of that, that give me pride and give me hope. Bigger mm-hmm. by Beyonce from The Gift. A lot of people don't know, even know about that album. 
because they think that it was a Lion King soundtrack. It's a completely right. The <laughs> gift is a completely album, friends. <laughs> just put that out there. So bigger is one that gives just you know gives you pride and um, just reminds you, just in case you forgot. I mean, the house that I was well I, that I was raised in. It doesn't. I mean, there's no way that I can forget uh, how you know black and proud I am. But just in case you need a reminder, that's one of the songs. And then um, everything's gonna be all right. Um, PJ Morton. Yeah. I, I mean, just from from the uh, from the like the the slow version, and then going into you know mm-hmm. kind of like a lot getting into the bump at the end. That's another song that just if you just listen to the words, it's like you know everything's gonna be all right. We we've been here before, unfortunately, but this time it seems like we have a little bit of hope that it's gonna be different. So. Speaking of uh, PJ, I, for the last few days, have been listening to um, Don't Let Go. And although, you know, I I believe based on the the visual that this is, you know, about like suicide prevention, but um, it just still to me is so relevant to today. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get weary. Don't get tired you know, don't give up. Keep the pressure, you know, keep doing what you have to do. If if being radical is getting, you know, our point across, then by all means, I say do it. I know everybody doesn't agree with that and that's okay. We all have our own lane. But Don't Let Go by PJ Morton really has just been so helpful for me in these last couple of weeks because I work in education. I serve black students who I'm trying to get them to go to college and they like, I don't even want to be in high school. You know what I'm saying? So that song. And then now that you guys are talking, I started thinking about uh, one of my favorite Lupe Fiasco songs from the Laser album is All Black Everything. And in the lyrics, you know, he's saying, like, what if the Constitution was written by W.E.B. Du Bois? Hmm. Like, what if the last 400 years in America, we actually enjoyed it? What if when we got here, we didn't have to work for free, that we were actually em- gainfully employed for the talents that we had, you know? And so what if a Black woman you know, was voted head of the Ku Klux Klan, which wasn't actually a terrorist group. You know, what if it was some other group? And so I think about those lyrics and I'm like, man, what if, you know, Dr. King and Malcolm X, what if they died at 100? Right. What would the world look like if Dr. King read the eulogy for Malcolm X and they, you know, were in their older age so I think about that a lot you know like what if it was an all black everything like what if mm-hmm. we had an entire country that looked like what Tulsa Oklahoma looked like in you know the 1920s before it was destroyed and um, not given the due diligence to rebuild I think about that often yeah yeah, that's I mean, deep. go ahead, Ashley. No, I just said that's deep. Yeah. I haven't heard that song, but I'm definitely going to listen to it. I'll send it. Yeah, I'll send it. 
Because it was on the playlist, right? The playlist that you made? Mm-hmm. Yep, it was. So I had it on shuffle. I didn't get to that one. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Keep it on shuffle. I don't want it all to be, uh, you know, back-to-back rap and back-to-back dusties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just the what-if concept. Is, is a, It's a concept that that it was explored there. I mean, it's even been it was even explored in the the Netflix show Hollywood. Like, what if what if they would have diversified uh, or added been more inclusive in the '40s? Like, how different would um, the entertainment industry be mm-hmm. opposed to you know um, what the how how it is now? You know, yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting to explore that, but it's I think it's this is kind of going back to another point that, you know, we've been using music to communicate and for, for years, I mean, just going all the way back to the underground railroad, where you sing a certain song and let somebody know you were there. And then, you know, you got jazz and you got the blues. And I mean, even like into, I mean, like you said, rap is, was kind of our own language. You got songs like the message that was in 1982 where they were like, you know, this is what's going on in our community, but then yep. you go, a little bit later and and you know it's like telling people hey this is what's going on this is pleading but then six years later you got fight the power and we're like listen we tried to tell y'all and then you got right. police and it's we like, warned you we <laughs> warned you this is what's going on <laughs> we tired of sharing the message this is what, said what I said right exactly right. this is how we feel this is what we about to do you know and, and again still Man, just, you just, I mean, you get tired of thinking about how 1989 do the right thing. They talking about, you know, the whole thing with Radio Raheem. Of course, if you think that, yeah. you know what happened. And still, here we are in 2020, and it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. We're at higher learning. We've been talking about it for way too long, but before we were born and even to now, and mm-hmm. we're tired. But I think, honestly... I was talking to a friend, another friend, maybe like last week, and I said, this is the first time where I feel like I was, I was feeling pretty hopeful that mm-hmm. there's a change for the better coming. And, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess you can say. Yeah. Because um, people, it's not, it's not just us who are having these conversations. And I know people have their own views or own opinions about you know well why why do we have to talk to I mean why do we have to talk to white people the whole white savior thing but honestly like if we're not all on the same page then it's gonna continue to be the division and we're not gonna get anywhere so I don't know I just I even had of course I think not of course but every a few people have gotten those text messages where you know the sorry text messages or how you doing text messages and I know some people have mixed feelings about those too, but the the, the text that I got, I f- it meant a lot. I feel like yeah. because it was good. it was an acknowledgement of and and the person who I got it from is literally the nicest person I've ever met. Like you know, she was my college roommate, and I have never in my life felt like she treated me any differently. And like when I tell you, she has a heart of gold. Right. And the fact that, but the fact that she reached out and said something like that, it really meant a lot. So the, the fact that, that they're happening, even if it did take all of this, the fact that it's actually happening is I think is a good sign for the better. So yeah. That's what I was gonna say. The fact that people are even just having conversations or like you said, just being acknowledged is is it's a start. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't discredit small beginnings. So right. 
It's going to take a lot of little steps. That's I feel like people think, you know, it's not just going to happen all at once. It's not just going to change overnight. It's not just going to be this radical 360 turnaround. Like, it's going to be a lot of little steps that we're going to have to take to gradually get to where we want to be. And, but I mean, it's, it's worth it. It's so worth it. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's worth it. And, and also, I mean, out of all of this, we still still getting music about it. And and we still getting, you know, socially conscious music. We're still getting music about joy. We're still getting music about just humanity. And I mean, because even if you if you look at uh, at Instagram, it was Michael Kilgore, he he made a song, you know, like I'm not fine. I mean, saying, listen, all this yeah. stuff is going on, I'm not okay. So don't expect me to be. And then PJ Morton with his I'm not ashamed or you should be ashamed, or you know, yeah. I think that's what it's called. And but it's just throughout throughout history we've always found a found a way to let people know like how we're feeling just because some just saying it 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 don't people don't listen but when you put it to music then all of a sudden it's like you know kind of catches you off guard you're like oh this is nice and then you listen to the word you're like oh I kind of I get it now so um I just think it's it's cool how we can use our voices in ways to get people to listen when they don't just want to hear it coming straight like this. Yeah. Put some music behind it, then people are like, oh, okay. I'm, I kind of hear what you're saying now. So, I think it was a good discussion. I think yeah. that, you know, the, the voices will be heard. And if they, if we ever get to a point you know, again, that we feel like our voices in the music industry, um, in the media industry, you know, with podcasts and, and all these different platforms and the brands that we support and we're consumers of, if we feel like they're not listening, I have no doubt that we will make sure that they pay attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. People are paying attention now, so. Absolutely. And that's, I think, when when I was talking to my friend who had sent me the text message, I was like, I, this is great, but don't ever forget that feeling that you're feeling right now. Like, right. Don't, don't let this be just a moment in time. Let this be something to push you forward, um, push you toward action, because we don't want our nieces and nephews, our kids to be having to have to to fight the power. Because and it's I mean, it's funny because I was like, you know, talking to Blaze, my 10 month old niece. I was just, you know, I was saying about something about fight the power or something about her fighting the power. And I was like, you know what? I was saying it jokingly, but I was like, hopefully you don't have to fight the power because the power should already be fought. Yeah. Should already be brought in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, but like I said, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. And, and hopefully saying that is not naive. Mm-hmm. Like I, you said, cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic for sure. Okay. If you guys, so for y'all listening, if y'all have anything to contribute to the conversation, you know, please let us know. Put it in the comments. Um, Send us an email if you want to uh, at doyouspeakmusic.co at gmail.com. If you have anything else that you would like to say, if you have any suggestions about topics, you can let us know. Um, And follow us at doyouspeakmusic.co on Facebook and Instagram and doyouspeakmusic on Twitter. And then we will actually do the topic that we talked about next time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we had to do a little pivot, but that's all right. We had to do a little that's pivot. That's all right. You, 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 yep. I mean, we can't, we black. 
we black, that's we black and proud. So if, if it's Before happening, anything else, yeah, yeah, we we got to talk about it. So next week it will not be as I mean, even I don't think it was like too heavy, but it will be more lighthearted next week. We are talking about our top ten favorite vocalists of all time from the time that they started uh, recording on the little phone. Is, that, is it a phonograph? I don't know. I might have made that up. Um, <laughs> from the time they started recording on this. You said what? From the days of auto-tune. <laughs> so the days of auto-tune, which, never mind. I am going to say, listen, because that, that could be a whole thing in itself. We, will we might have to have do an do a auto-tune episode, too. Should yeah. we it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you would like to follow us individually, I am at MEB underscore 1991. So that's E-M-M-I-E-B underscore 1991. How about you ladies? I am at Ash Cash underscore underscore 34 on IG. Okay. And then I am on all social media platforms, Kalila Renee, K-H-A-L-L-I. L-A-H that is Renee with two E's R-E-N-E-E Boom so again we hope you guys enjoyed it we love talking with you all we hope that you will come back and join us next time Uh, see you bye (laughs) enjoy Juneteenth